Welcome back to the Chicago Tomahawk. I'm Mike. I got my line mate Matt with me. And now we're on a three-game win streak, which is awesome because at one point we were hitting a like a six-game losing streak and, and things were looking really, really bad. Uh, bouncing back, the team is like a completely different a squad, you know, after since Colladin's been gone, it's been two weeks. Uh, has it been two weeks? I think it's been about two weeks, and yeah. uh, and and the, the the team is playing really well. They're on a small break right now before they uh, before they start hitting the West Coast. But uh, Matt, a lot of good things to look at here, man. Uh, Dylan Strom scored. A lot of people have been asking for him to come back in, and to be honest with you, with all of the play uh, with the rest of the team, I figure why not. But long term, do you think that Strom has the ability to kind of straighten out his game and maybe uh, find a place on that, uh, you know, second or third line? Yes, I, I do. I think he just needs to work on the uh, the bad penalties he's been taking. I don't know if you noticed yeah. that, but he took a really bad penalty in that game. And, uh, you know, it didn't cost us anything, but I'm glad he got a goal and glad he's on the board. Um, he's got more goals than Taves right now, so yeah, he, that's kind of crazy to say. But uh, I think, yeah, I think he could maybe work his way up and just keep that consistency going, and uh, it should be a good thing for him. Yeah, the thing is, Taser wins faceoffs at least. You know, yeah, <laughs> actually, he's, he's, got a, some, he's a difference maker. He yeah, is. yeah, he is, and yeah. he's got some. He's got some assists too. Uh, I was happy that Strom. You know, I felt good for him that that he was able to to break through, and get that monkey off his back. Hopefully, you know that changes things for for him uh, to, to give him give him an, you know maybe he wakes up a little bit better and a little bit more confident to go out there and shoot the puck. I do like it when he when he skates into Gretzky's office back there and tries to dictate play and and set things up. I I do like it when he does that, but when he gets down on himself, you know he's a detriment to the team. But I'm going to go with this uh, this last win here, that this last game-winning goal that he scored, and hopefully, um, you know, hopefully that changes things for him. I think Riley Stillman has kind of been working his way up and down the defensive core there, probably because, you know, he's uh, not, not because of his play, but probably the play of, of other players, and they're trying to see who fits in where. It kind of seems like Stillman can kind of play with anybody that you that you put with him. I think that he plays pretty pretty good with with uh, with Seth Jones, but I think I'd I'd rather see him play with with Connor Murphy. It looks like we've got this 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 um you know this pairing of Connor Murphy and Jake McCabe has been going on for about three weeks now. How are you feeling about that pairing? I don't know how I think about that. I I think like I said, I would like a offensive minded guy with a stay at home guy, and. When I think of Murphy and uh, who were you just talking about? I'm sorry, uh, Jake McCabe. Jake McCabe. They're, yeah, they're two. Even Stillman. Uh, they're they're more of you know stay at home guys and be responsible in their own end. I I don't I I don't think putting two of those guys together would matter unless it's like a playoff type uh, thing. Like say we're going against just say uh, I'll say like the Blues. Like Ryan O'Reilly, Tarasenko, yeah, maybe put those guys out against them, but uh, not not during the season. I think you should spread the wealth a little bit. Yeah, I agree. I think I'd rather see. Um, I think I'd rather see Stillman play with uh, to play with Seth Jones. To be honest with you, I think he plays well with him. 
uh, McCabe, I think, has really, really played well recently, ever since, obviously, the departure of Colladin. He's been able to kind of play his game more, and Connor Murphy seems to be doing a little bit of everything out there, which which is pretty much what he does. I think he's a jack-of-all-trades, master-of-none type of uh, type of defenseman. Uh, that not Nothing on him, but I think that he's been playing well. Uh, I think Juju Kyra has been playing. I think he's been playing well. I'm a big fan of his. I think that he's he's a good player. I yep, think he fits. Yeah, yep. I, I think Every he fits in him. well on that uh, on that Taves Kubalik line. Kubalik, man, he's dying to break through as well. Uh, we, ironically, they're both playing on the same line. Maybe they need to be. Um, I don't want to say split up, but there's something going on with that chemistry. That I'm not sure what it is. Oh, you know what it is. What's going on there? It uh, looks like Cat's starting to get into his groove. Uh, Doc, you know, he chipped a tooth in the last game, and then he had a bloody mouth later on that night. Maybe the guy needs to put in a, a mouthpiece or something. But he missed a little time in the game, and and Kaner had a great setup goal for Debrinkit, uh, you know, going from coast to coast, backhand pass to Debrinkit on the one-timer. That was beauty. It was, man. That was, a, that was a really nice pass. That was well, in between what's... two defenders, too. What's up with the Coyotes goalie? He was like having like a seizure when that happened. Like, was he mad at his team or what he was, was he doing? He, I think that he was trying to say that the, I think he was trying to say that the play was should have been called dead because I think the puck went up and hit the netting, but it, it ended up not doing that. Okay. And he was trying to tell the refs like, hey, this is supposed to be a dead play and it's not. So yeah, but he was furious, and I, I, I was trying to figure it out as well. I yeah, thought that I, the the announcing on the ESPN Plus game was terrible. Yeah, I, I'm actually I missed the game because I I do not have that, and uh, I had it on the radio and watched the highlights and stuff. But uh, yeah, I I've been hearing you're not the first person who's told me that. Yeah the 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 production was good. I thought the the quality of what I was watching looked really really good. It was just that the announcing um, wasn't very good. And I hope that, you know, obviously this is ESPN's, you know, new foray back into it. You know, they're, they're um, you know, they're still wet behind the ears, you could say, with the NHL because they've never really given that much. Of, they haven't given as much effort as they're giving now uh, in in the past to the NHL as what they're giving now. But um, I don't, uh, I hope that they, they really figure it out soon because. Well, you know how you improve that? You give the best guy a call, Gary Thorne. He was yeah. the man. Yeah, he and was. And you put him on the big time game. Oh man, just listening to his, him and Bill Clement, those guys were great together. Get them, get them guys going. Yeah, yeah. I think that they're trying to find some new voices, man, and and I think that there's merit to that. But I think that once you have like your people in place, then you can do something like that. But you know we 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 can get back to that. Uh, Seth Jones's play has improved game after game after game. Uh, there, a lot of people are really ha- um, harping on the analytics, and I think that the analytics are skewed right now because the Hawks were uh, shit bad to start the season, and you can't really judge one person's statistics on a really bad team, a, a team that was bad from top to bottom. Now. 
when this season is over, yeah, we could take a look at the analytics and, and see how we did. But you can't do it after 10 games and say, oh, we were right. Uh, this wasn't going to so. work yeah. out. The contract's terrible. Um, it, it's not going to pay out. He sucks, you know, type of a thing. That's not going to work. Um, I think that he's going to prove a lot of people wrong this year. Uh, the point production is there for him, even while, while we were bad. And it's only going to get better as we... You know, as we really find our groove here, three games in, uh, three-game point streak going off to the West Coast. Uh, that we're going to be playing a pretty tough Kings team. We'll probably be looking at another two-to-one, three-to-one game there uh, because uh, they're, they've been playing pretty tough. And uh, what are the, what what's their win streak at, man? They lost last night. Oh, okay. Uh, they were at six, though. Right, they lost right. uh, in overtime two. Well, they're still, they still got a point streak on, but they lost to the Jets in OT. Okay. Well, that's yeah. not bad. The Jets have been playing everybody tough. So uh, that's not a bad team to to lose to. Uh, I'll be honest, man. I think Arizona played us pretty tough. They're definitely trying to to get some wins. This wasn't like a, a team that has given up, a team that is looking to to kind of just just die. You know, they had some pride there and they played pretty they played pretty hard. Yeah, that team is uh you know they're they're like the Hawks. They they don't want to be the laughing stock. They all got uh, their pride, and you know no one wants to finish at the bottom. So yeah, it was good to see Andrew Ladd get a goal too. Yeah, uh, he former did. Former Hawk, and I was I was really surprised. To, he's kind of you know the 2010 guy. He was a great shutdown guy with Bolin, and uh, you know he's kind of been bouncing all over. But I'm I'm gonna always be an Andrew Ladd fan. Well, yeah, he was. Well, obviously, he was with the the Islanders, and then they kind of buried him in the in the AHL because that contract was a little, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was really surprised the length of the contract that he got from him. He got a lot of money from him. Yes, he did. Yes, and it's kind of funny because when he obviously he came back for uh, to play with us for that playoff run, and it didn't work out. Uh, actually, the, the, with, just the team with didn't the work Jets. out. Yeah, it was with the Jets. He he actually was a captain with the Jets, and then they uh, they traded him to the Hawks, and then he ended up signing that big deal in New York, and you know he got hurt, and you know yeah. the contract wasn't working out, and then he kind of been shipped shipped around a little bit. Yeah, he had a string of injuries. He had some some bad injury uh, luck, didn't he? Yeah, he's he's getting up there, man. He's played a lot of playoff games. He won a Stanley Cup his rookie year with the uh, right. Carolina Hurricanes. And yeah. That was such a steal of a trade by Dale Talon to bring yeah, him in for Tuomo Rutu. Remember the hype that he had with the Blackhawks? He's the next power forward type of guy. And, you know, it never really worked out. I liked Rutu, but uh, Andrew Ladd, I'll take him all day. Yeah. Looks like. Um Looks like Brandon Hagel still has two weeks left to to nurse that injury back. I hope they don't rush him back. I hope he's 100% when he comes back. He's getting a lot of respect around the NHL now. They're seeing, they're calling him a workhorse on the NHL radio. I know Jay Khan, we kind of told him about him, Yeah. about Hagel. And he's like, yeah, you guys know more than me. You're, you're you know, this is your team. And we said Hagel's going to be a surprise. And He's he's actually tweeting about him now. I saw, which was cool. Uh, like his hard work, his speed, and uh, even uh, what's the other guy's name? Jeez, uh, I, I forget. But he's on NHL radio as well. And I saw him saying, "Wow, this guy's going to be my new favorite player." So it's good to see. <laughs> yeah, it's hard not to root for him. He just seems like such a he's just such hard a work, uh, man. such a hard yep. worker, and uh, he he earns every every goal that he gets. Yes, um, he does. So. I want to talk about defensemen, man, and, and not just like Hawks defensemen. I, mean, I want to talk about defensemen in general. 
you know, we have we have offensive defensemen, we have some two-way defensemen, and we've got some some defensive stalwarts. And we have we've got one one defenseman award. Now it's not yeah. like that for the offensive side of the position, but it is it is for defensemen. And I think that there needs to be at least one more one more award awarded to defensemen to excel at the defensive aspect of the game because now it seems like everything is so skewed to point producers for the Norris that they completely ignore the defensive aspects of the game. Yeah, or I, I should say the award agree. givers, they, they... They want production. Points. Yeah, they want yep. production. Yep. And yep. that's not all that it all that it is, you know. No, and, and there's some really, really good good players out there that play good defense. Look at Jarmelson. They he would never have won get, the award well, I mean, let's, year. I mean, let's talk about a, a, a recent guy. I mean, I would look at Hedman as a, as a two-way... A two-way yeah. defensive threat. He's just as deadly on the defensive aspect of the game as he is on the offensive aspect of the game. Hundred percent, dude. Nick Lindstrom, like that. That's the Norris Trophy to me. A guy who could play D and score goals. You know, produce, but more responsible on their own end. Like Eric Carlson. No, you, you take your offensive award, fine. But as far as the the position, the right way, no way. He's not even close. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, and even I, I would even say that Brett Burns is a, is a he's good in his own end. You know, he can really I mean he could fire the puck man and play well, but I think that he plays well in his own end as well. Bufflin was was good in both ends as well. Yeah, Dust Dust was good. He he was a a good two way guy. True Dowdy, you know, I think he one yeah. of those guys. Uh, Chara, maybe back in the day, he, yeah. he didn't put up crazy numbers, but you know, you, you couldn't get around the guy. He was so fast and younger, and I'm not saying now he's like Huge. that, but he was a really solid defenseman. But and then obviously Nick Lindstrom, he was probably the best. Chris Chelios, even I'm not, you know, I don't like the guy, yeah. but he took care of business in his own end, and he he would step up and score some big goals too. Yeah, he would. He would. You know, when I think of Nick Lidstrom, and I just think of somebody who is just, just so responsible defensively. And then well, on on the on the other better. end, yeah. on the other end, he'll he'll fire the puck in, put up yep. forty assists a year. Well, he made Brian Rafalski even better, and yeah, Rafalski was a great defenseman for the. Uh, I think he was with the the Devils before that, and then he moved over, and he he as age went on, he got better. Didn't Rafalski play for the Rangers as well? I think you're thinking of Sergei Zuboff because mm. Zuboff started there, and then right. remember he went to Dallas. He, yeah. He's uh, they just put him in the Hall of Fame. I want to say two years ago, but he's well deserving too. He was a great defenseman. Yeah, he was he was solid year after year after year. We we got to give Hosa some love. They finally put him in the Hall of Fame. He's in and he looks good. He looks like normal Marion Hosa. Yeah, he, suit him up today and he'd be dominant. <laughs> you know, he um yeah, you know, he's was such a such a great player, man. Talk about a workhorse on on one end of the puck to the other. He he would just it was almost as if he could tilt the ice to whichever whichever way he was skating. It just always seemed like he was taking these big strides and 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 heading heading downhill. Uh what a great player, man. He was a complete difference maker for the Blackhawks. Yeah, but I um, thought we were going to get more out of him offensively, but his two-way play was so good. It's like, who cares? If they're not scoring on us and he's still getting points, that's fine with me. Yeah. Cuz I didn't notice his two-way game until he came here. 
when he was with Detroit, I think he scored like 40-something goals. Yeah, he did. Damn, that's amazing. Then, you know, he came here, he had some injury problems, but he wasn't getting that many goals. But this guy was on the puck, like, as soon as the opponent got the puck on his, like, responsibility in, in the defensive end, he was on him. This guy either lost it, Hosa took it, or the guy had to eat it. You or know, he was tied up right. It. So, yeah, it was, it's amazing. Or he got laid out flat. <laughs> yeah, he's a big man. He was, man. Yeah. What a great player. So, moving on. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury, I thought he played really well the other night. He looked solid. He didn't seem like he was uh, flopping around the net at all. He looked confident. And I think that with these this recent string of wins, this could be a good thing for him to get something going, you know, get get his confidence going. And... Uh, and to, to, to push this team in the right direction. You know, I think that maybe his confidence was hurting a little bit. Do you oh, think yeah. that um, on their next game that they start Lankin in? I think you got to keep uh, a flurry in. He, he's, got the, he's got the hot hand right now, and he, he is playing with a lot of confidence now, which he did not have. And I think getting that first win was huge for him. It just kind of said, okay, got that out of the way. Let's just let's focus. And he's got a better team in front of him too. The last three games, they're they're not giving up as many shots. We're not being outshot. I th- I think we ha- we haven't even been trailing in the last three games. Right. We've been winning all these games, and that's huge, man. Getting that lead, it's huge for a goalie. And and uh, the possession has been has been really well as 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 uh, as well. Just we 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 gotta stop. Don't take stupid penalties. Play your game. And stick with it because we've got three in a row. It's working. Just keep doing what you're doing. Are you pretty happy with what you've seen from King or the no, whole team? From from the just from the top down as as uh, as a change. Yes. I think the change should have happened sooner, so you don't have to climb up the mountain again just to get your head above water. I guess you could say because what were we one in ten? Or one and nine and two yeah, or something. Yeah, one nine and two. That that's a that's hard to come back from. And it to be honest, I I don't. Anything could happen, but I don't see it happening because you know we're gonna be, we're gonna run into some really good teams now. We're gonna lose. It's it's this guy's not gonna go undefeated, which would which would be awesome. But I I think the the management should have you know, listened to the fans quite honestly because we see it. We're not we're not stupid. We. This is not working with. It wasn't working with Colleton, and you let it go so long and so long, and now it's now we're playing catch up, and this new coach uh, King, he has, he's got the guys playing good, and they're they're all playing hard. And if this would have happened sooner, we could have you know possibly been back to five hundred, and we would be talking about hey, let's get going, and we can possibly make a wild card spot. But I just don't see it. I think it's a little too late. I'm gonna I'm gonna call it, man. I think the Hawks sneak in there. I th- I honestly think that the, you know, the, um, how do you say, what's the word that I'm looking for? You know, just this, this tough time that they had this, um, gosh, man, I can't think of the word, you know, the, the, this tough time that they had at the beginning of the season and they're going to, I think that they're going to go on a winning streak and I think it, it's going to mold them and really tie them together because, you know, when you've been with somebody, say, you know, say it's a chick, you know, or, or even a team and all you have are good times. And then the bad times come, you know, a a lot of people have a hard time with that. And then they kind of just want to bail. But if you have some really bad times with somebody, you stick it out 
and then the good times come, the good times are even better for these guys. Oh, and, for sure. And, and then yeah. what happens to that? You know, you want those um, those those good times even more. So you're going to give more. You end up giving everything for these guys. And I think that with what has happened at the beginning of this of this season, especially with the team that the Hawks had on paper, that this is going to really mold these guys and 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 give them a team, give this team. Um, they can mend together, man. I'll yeah, tell you what. I, I you look at you look in the in the locker room, and you know these guys they're they're playing for each other, man. And I think that that goes a long way. I think that they can sneak into a wild card spot, um, and I think that as the season goes on, that that they're going to get even better. I I hope so, man. It, it would be great, but I I just think it's a little a little too late. Like I said, they should have pulled the trigger when we were losing bad every game and not even you know showing up it seems like but yeah hey they could be like a good rally cry hey everyone threw us under the bus let's let's prove them wrong. kind of like what buffalo's doing like buffalo the whole dramatic summer of eichel screw this eichel crap let's go out and win and you know show people what we're we're, we're serious we we want to be up here we want to be in the playoffs yeah so I, I could see it happening but uh like i said it it's a little too late in my opinion but uh Maybe uh, we'll see some trades at the deadline if it's you know not going well and retool, get some draft picks and maybe maybe even bring in some guys we want to you know give a look next year. I'm surprised they haven't really give Goddett a, a you know a better look. Yeah, you they know, keep he, on I playing Reese Johnson. He had a very good preseason and he's fast. And now Hagel's gone. It might be good to have a fast guy in the lineup more. Yeah, yeah, they've been playing Reed Johnson a lot. Um, I, I think that. I'd honestly, I'd, I'd rather see Goddard come into the lineup than, yeah. than Reed Johnson Speed. again. Speed we have um, our next game. We've, we're playing the Kraken. That's a 9 p.m. start. Next few starts are going to be kind of brutal, to be honest with you. We've got the Kraken on uh, on Wednesday. We've got um, the Oilers. They're struggling, man. Oilers They're on Saturday, struggling. 9 p.m. start. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> and, yeah, man. And then the Canucks at 7 on on Sunday. So uh, the Oilers game, I'm sure a lot of people are going to want to see on Saturday night because uh, Dunks is going to be playing. Um, hey, McJesus. Yeah. <laughs> As a matter of fact, man, let's get into some NHL news. What do you got, bro? Well, speaking of McJesus, I, I watched them. I think I watched them it was Thursday night. They were playing Buffalo. I could be wrong about the day, but, uh, it, dude, Dreisaitl and McDavid, it's just not fair. Those guys on the same freaking power play. Their power play is amazing right now. And I I listened to an interview with uh, Dave Tippett, the head coach. He was like, these guys, they work so hard in practice. They want to be the best. They have a, a better power play than the 1980s Oilers. That's how good wow. it is. So, I mean, you got two of the best players in the world. It, it it helps. But, hey, they had freaking Wayne Gretzky, Mark Messier back in the day. And it just shows you, like, wow, these guys are a huge threat. But uh, still, the goaltending is not there for me. But as far as the offensive side, oh my goodness, I would not want to run into those guys in the playoffs. You wouldn't want to run into the Oilers? No, but uh, I think the goaltending, it's just not great. I wouldn't like if mind. You, if you shut down Connor and Dreisaitl, you might have a chance. But you know what, man? Nugent Hopkins has a lot of points. Uh, Zach Hyman's another good player. They have depth now up front. If they can get that goalie, they're going to be a, a contender, man. They're going to be a big contender. 
if you can do all you can to shut down McDavid and Dreisaitl, it's over for them. The Hawks beat him a couple seasons ago with a with yeah, a ragtag a ragtag team younger. full of misfits, and uh, yeah. and, and we beat him. I mean, that's the problem. Their goaltending, that's freaking huge in the playoffs, man. It is. It is. And uh, getting into that, uh, Tortorella, I don't know if you saw it, he made a comment about Connor saying he needs to change his game. Yeah. And a lot of people were up in arms about that. And I tend to agree with Torts on that. I do too. I mean, looking at... um, all the recent uh, Stanley Cup centers, captains, let's say, like you got obviously Taves, Crosby, Kopitar, Ryan O'Reilly, Bergeron. What do they all have in common? Selkie. They all are responsible on their own end. They win faceoffs. They, you know, maybe maybe they won't score or get a point, but hey, like with using Taves as, as an example, dude, he shut down that 2015 Ducks team. Uh, I mean, he he him and Ryan Kessler went head to head, and he beat him. He beat him multiple times. That's how good he was. Yeah. But and Torts, I don't think he was bashing him. He was just saying, "Hey, kid, we know you could score. We know you could put up crazy assist numbers. But hey, if you can't keep that puck out of your net, you're not going to win any cups." And yeah. I agree with him. I know a lot of Oilers fans are like, "This guy's a dummy." He, he, he's an idiot. He's so old. He doesn't know the game. It's, he's the best player ever. It's like, okay, well, he still hasn't won anything yet, so he kind of has a point, I think. He hasn't even gone past the first round. I know. And like I said, that goaltending thing, if if Connor got his goalie, which I don't know why they weren't on the phone with Freddie Anderson because this guy's playing out of his mind right now. And he, I look at his record in Carolina. Carolina, Carolina is obviously a good team, but oh, the Oilers are doing pretty damn well right now, too. But, they always do during the regular season. Yeah, it's kind of like what Tort said. He's like they're kind. They remind me of the Capitals. They could, you know, win like sixty games and then, you know, just get bounced out in the first round because you know the the team didn't want to play a playoff style grinded out system. They wanted to score a bunch of goals and it just it doesn't happen in the playoffs. And I think a lot of Oilers fans don't realize that too. They just. They think Tortorella was bashing on their captain, and it's, it wasn't at all. But I think it's a good discussion that you know people should start having about it. I agree 110 yeah. percent with Torts. Um, if you have a team like the Islanders to play Edmonton in the playoffs, I think the Islanders would sweep them, Dan. Because oh, oh, they're built for the playoffs. The whole the, team is on playoff get, mode. I, yeah. I mean, I just think that Edmonton would get they would just get beat up the whole game, you know. And uh, and it doesn't matter, you know, how many, um, you know, how many goals that McDavid's going to score on his own because they're not going to score five goals on, on on the Islanders, and a lot of times the, the Edmonton they got to score a lot of goals to win games, and yep. they they took that into the playoffs and look what happened they got bounced, they always get bounced, and uh, who knows man, this is what is this McDavid's like sixth or seventh season. Yeah, and he he's had probably Mike Smith being his best goalie. Yeah, and he's like thirty nine years old. Yeah, it, I'm not knocking the guy, but in the playoffs, I don't. Mike Smith has never got it done. I I think I honestly believe that McDavid's the best player in the world right now. But and I think Drysaitel is number two. Yeah, <laughs> very close. And they're both they're like I said, I watched them. These guys were just ridiculous. Drysaitel was he's a very underrated shooter himself. Yeah, he is. And they're just. Uh, 
it, it's definitely their show. It's their team, but they do have some depth. They have, you know, Nugent Hopkins is playing well, and uh, the defenseman that just signed Nurse. He's he's we know Duncan Keith. He they're they're playing well. Tyson Berry. They have some good good producers, but. If they can't keep the puck out of the net in the playoffs, it, it's one and done. Dude, they Not had even. one game last year. Darnell Nurse, I believe, played 32 minutes. Yeah, I think that's why they wanted to bring Keith in to help him. Uh, yeah, because that's incredible. Cut, that, cut those minutes down. That's I mean, him huge. and Tyson Berry were very good together. They had the most points, I think, as a defenseman duo. Uh, but still, I, I think... I, I know Kenny Holland is a GM who takes shots. Takes chances with you know he was with the Red Wings all those years. He won some Stanley Cups. He knows what he's doing. I think that maybe this summer he wasn't getting the deal he wanted with the uh, the goaltending, so he went out and got a defenseman to stabilize Nurse and uh, Barry's minutes, and maybe it'll pay off. But hey, maybe we'll see somebody at the deadline. Uh, Kenny Holland will bring in. We we know Dallas has got some goalies. Uh, Chicago has some goalies. Uh, you know, there's there's all kind. I think Corpusello will be available uh, on the the Jackets. He's a solid goalie, so we'll see, man. Crosby's likely to play tonight for the Penguins. You know, what a tough luck for him, man. You know, he's had this yeah, injury that he had to deal with. Came back, and then he got COVID. He came back for one game, got COVID. Then he's out, and now he's trying to make it back. You know, it's crazy. Yeah, poor guy. He's got to just. Uh, just needs a break. That's what he needs. We know what kind of player he is. He's one of the best ever, and hopefully he can get back soon and get the Panther or the Penguins going. You know, another induction into the Hall of Fame was the Jerome McGillna. What of? You know, it, what's, what's kind of crazy is he got traded from Dallas to, yeah, um, what was it, to Calgary yep. for Joe Newendike. You know, it's kind of like you're trading a cornerstone for your old cornerstone for a new cornerstone in a way. Yeah. Yeah, it, it worked out for Dallas. They got their cup. Yeah, it did. And I'll yeah. tell you what, man. Gilner was such a great player. A guy he came who, close. He a guy who could close. score uh, 50 goals and then uh, and then fight two guys. That That's one guy, you know, you, you wish could have got a Stanley Cup. Like him and Jeremy Roenick, two guys that, yeah. you know, they played the right way. They got a lot of goals and just good, good faces for the league. And they just can never get their name on that cup. They came close, though. Yeah, I was a big fan of of Aguilna. So, dude, why isn't Jeremy Roenick in the Hall of Fame? I don't know. For a long time, he was considered, what, the second or third best American player? I, I, do you think it's because of his uh, opinions about life and <laughs> his outspokenness about stuff? I don't know. He's been yeah, in the USA Hockey Hall of Fame for a while now. I think that he deserves a spot in the Hall. Yeah, I mean, I think he has better numbers than Paul Correa. And Paul Correa is in the the uh, Hall of Fame. Wow. I'm not saying Paul Correa is bad or anything, but he's, n- sorry, he's not a goal scorer like Jeremy Roenick was. And but he didn't play like Roenick done. No, no. Roenick played, uh, Roenick could run you over, he could deke through five guys like McDavid used, to, well, McDavid is doing, and and then he would, he has a good personality off the ice. He's just one of the most likable guys. So I'm, I'm really surprised about that. I wish uh, they'd consider JR in there. Yeah, I am too, now that I think about it. Maybe next year, man. You know, you never know. It just keeps passing. You know, every year it keeps passing. We see different players, and uh, it it sucks. Looks like Jack Eichel had his surgery without any complications, so it's kind of full steam ahead for this guy. All he's got to do is recover. 
Just recover. Yeah, it's a crazy surgery. Did you hear it goes through, uh, they go through the throat to do it? Wow. That's that's scary, dude. Yeah. I, I don't think I would have wanted to deal with that. Yeah, no wonder that you know what? I'm just I'll get an extra mirror when I'm backing out of the driveway or yeah. sort of backup camera. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want anyone cutting my throat. Oh my gosh. So uh so do you do you know any do you have any more information? Can you explain it? About his surgery? Yeah. Uh that's all I heard, and I heard he was it was successful. It was uh no side effects or no uh complications or anything and uh He's uh he's got that artificial disc and I guess they called it uh what did they call it? Well, they were preferring well the Sabres were preferring the fusion procedure. Mm-hmm. And I guess uh Eichel wanted the I guess they're calling it a, a disc replacement in his neck. So. Right. But uh I guess everything's okay, so hopefully he comes back and he can end up Playing the last week or two against his former team, the Sabers, I think that would be awesome. Wow! Just to to see those the fans' reaction at least. Looks like Dylan Larkin's back. I'm not sure what what was going on with him. I know he had some personal things that he needed to take yeah, care of. Scored a very nice goal last night. Yeah, very yeah, nice. he did. I think that was his second of the year. Looks like he's he's looking to get going. Uh, he's the heart and soul of that team. You know, when yeah. they, when he when they played the the Wings a few weeks ago, it's like the guy was just he's just a tough kid. He is. He's a good captain. He had a clear choice for the captain for a couple of years now, and they I think they finally gave it to him last year. And right, he's a well deserving guy, Michigan born guy. It's just cool to see. Well, hey man, do you got anything else? Do you want to wrap it up? Yeah. Well, you know what? I wanted to say one thing. I uh, remember how we were talking about Panera not shooting. Yeah. You know, not shooting. He, he's been scoring. I think he scored two goals after we were talking about it, and. Uh, he was getting booed by the the Jackets fans the whole night. Really? And, uh, yeah, they were booing him. And uh, after the game, they asked him, uh, "Hey, wh- what's up with the booing? What do you think?" And he goes, "Well, Jackets fans are lazy. They used to be a lot louder." <laughs> That's what he said. Really? So I thought that was awesome. It's kind of like a a middle finger, like, "Yeah, okay, yeah. see you later. Thanks for the two years." And yeah, um, I'm getting paid big bucks in a big hockey market now. So, Huge hockey market. Yeah. It's kind of funny. You you kind of need that contract that he's got to live in New York, though. Oh yeah, just to pay for your parking. Yeah, you can't live in New York uh, making five million a year. No, I wouldn't. I you couldn't pay me to live in New York anyway. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even want to live in Chicago, quite honestly. <laughs> Well, all right, everybody. That's all that we got for you tonight. Thank you very, very much for listening. Um, we really appreciate everybody tuning in. You know, week after week, we're, we're very appreciative. And that's all that we got for you tonight, guys. So we'll see you on Friday. This is the Tomahawk. We're out of here. <laughs>